1: First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey
0: Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space,
1: oh, slips oh, a oh. tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit, him, hit him immediately, got the handoff, you know what? That's <laughs> the q Oh, my gosh. Listen,
2: thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1 And it is time for midweek news and notes So for that, we bring in our friend who is the owner, the operator, the lead reporter The whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly Chris, the top story of course, Marcus May He's already out with an injury and now news broke The first domino fell courtesy of Rich Simini Then we got some additional reporting from Connor Hughes, and then we got some additional reporting from our friend Andy Vasquez over at NorthJersey.com. So the first aspect of this story is that Marcus May got a DUI in February, and then from the court documents, here are some of the additional details. Apparently, Marcus May hit a Volvo on his way home from Miami, left the scene. Driver called to report the accident. And as the responding officer began reporting, he was notified of a second SUV on the shoulder of the road. When officers arrived at the vehicle, they allegedly found an unresponsive May. There was vomit on the door and floor of the SUV. Officers said May smelled of alcohol, had bloodshot eyes, slurred speech, and trouble walking. He denied drinking, refused a breathalyzer, and was unaware he hit a vehicle. And then on top of that, it's been reported That Marcus May and his agent did not report any of this to either the Jets or the NFL. This happened in February. And then additional reporting by Andy Vasquez in April, six weeks after May was arrested for the DUI in South Florida, he was stopped by police in Orlando for speeding and driving with a suspended license. This according to court documents. None of this looks good for Marcus May. It especially looks really stupid for his agent who was out here crowing in the offseason about how May deserved this big, fat, long-term contract and the Jets weren't taking care of him. Now this comes out, whether or not the Jets were made aware of this, we don't know for sure. As far as May's side not notifying the team... That seems to be solid, but whether or not the Jets found out by other means, we don't know. Robert Seller refused to comment on that. He said a private conversation was had, and he and the team want to keep everything in-house. He doesn't let this affect his opinion of Marcus May, is what he said, and that he still sees May as the guy that he met when he first took the job, but... The thing about this is, and why I'm harping on this with the agent, if they didn't notify the NFL and they didn't notify the team and he's out there crowing about this contract, and then on top of it when May gets hurt and he's out there on social media saying Marcus will be back right in time for the trade deadline, I don't know what this guy thinks he's doing, but as bad as that seemed at the time, it seems so much worse now. There's a very good chance that if this stuff all passes muster, May will get suspended because the league likes to crack down on this stuff, and especially if they weren't notified about this because you know the way the league is about things like that. And so if Marcus May ends up getting suspended on top of this injury, he's going to probably end up having to sign another one-year deal at the end of the year. Teams are going to be a little shaky about investing in him long-term. Now, Chris, as you and I talked about before we started recording, Virtually every contract is a glorified One or two year deal at this point anyway But still there's the matter of Upfront money and Marcus May is getting Older if he signs another one year Deal for probably less Money than he got from the Jets on the franchise Tag this year he goes into Free agency as a 30 year old Safety looking for a Long term commitment going to be a lot harder For him so none of this is good We'll see what the league does But as I said Marcus May's agent was playing with fire in the first place. Now that we know what was going on behind the scenes, this looks even dumber. And none of this is good for Marcus May, and it's certainly not good for the Jets, except for the fact that, as you said, Chris, in a weird way, this might make it more likely that May stays because whereas he probably would have had quite a few teams coming at him with a three-year offer. Now he might have to settle for a one-year deal and might be more likely to stay here as a result. We'll see. But this whole thing took a crazy twist over the last couple of days.
3: Let's just start here with with the DUI here. And, you know, obviously, uh, when, I, when I was a kid, like, the idea of DUIs was, like, It it wasn't something that was really like thought of as like an actual thing. Like parents drove drunk. Uh, But as you got older, obviously it became a thing. I knew people getting arrested and it was still like one of these things where it's like, okay, I I do understand how truly bad it is, but everybody does it. But then uh, the older you get, it's just like, no, there's no excuse, especially in 2021 when there's Uber and then NFL players have their own uh, thing that they can call. That's not even Uber that like, gets it for free. Like, And considering how much money he has, he could just get a limo to drive him around everywhere. So there's absolutely no excuse. But I've always said this about drunk driving is the thing is the key to avoiding drunk driving is don't put yourself in a position where you're capable of. Like, if you're going out that night and you know you're drinking, don't drive. Leave your keys at home that night. Because once you're already drunk, it's really easy to talk yourself into you're not that drunk. Um, but, again, the DUI itself, it, it, you, you deserve everything you punishment you get for that. If you can't do it, it's inexcusable. But he sobered up and at some point just decided to not tell anyone. hmm That's, that doesn't make it, man. That's like when you're a kid and you got a bad grade on a, uh, on your report card and you decide not to tell your parents about it, but you know, the report card's getting mailed to your house anyway. Mm -hmm. So like they're going to find out about it. You're just doing, all you're doing is delaying it. And then you're going to end up getting in more trouble because they realize that you didn't tell them about it. Um, that's all this is like, there was no way possible that no one was that people were gonna never find out about this there's there's just it's not possible so I get I I can get trying to push it off for a week or two to try to get that contract um but then the contract's also probably revocable at that point um so even then that is a just an absolute it, it is idiocy because you can sign a contract, but then if they find out you got arrested a couple weeks later, like, you, they can revoke that contract from you, man. Especially NFL, they can do that. Um, and it's all ridiculous. Also included, though, uh, like, I, I, I'm ready to fully believe that they didn't inform the Jets. I am not ready to believe that the Jets didn't know this. Uh, if they did, that's a bad job by the, their front office to not know about this because for to know for a player your player to get arrested within 6 months and you not know about it that that's a terrible job this is public information that's how this information is getting found out now it's all public information it's just nobody was looking for it and now it just came across the desk but it's been available for anybody who wanted to look, that's how this happens with the rest the records. And Florida is even more public with the records than everywhere else. So that information has been out there to get. And if the Jets weren't aware, they need to do something in their front office to keep better tabs on their players because they should be getting alerts and, like, uh, phone calls anytime one of their players gets in any type of trouble. Um, but, yeah, this it's just the idea that you could think you could get away with uh, anybody knowing. Again, the DUI is obviously a terrible thing, especially because of what can end up happening. Uh, you can end up killing somebody very easily with that. But just on a like a trust you level, then the not telling anybody about it is way worse. because again, the DUI, it's a mistake. It, it can happen. I can understand how it can happen. How you can go six months without saying anything, thinking that it's not going to come up, that that I'm going to have some trust uh, issues with you after that.
2: Meanwhile, as we wait to see what happens with Marcus May, whether he gets suspended by the team, the league, both, he's still on the injury list, so he's not going to be back for a few weeks regardless. A couple of other guys that are on the list, Adrian Colbert, Brandon Eccles, Jeff Smith, Tyler Croft, and Nathan Shepard. At this moment, the Jets seem optimistic that Brandon Eccles can play on Sunday. What's going on with the rest of these guys? I was joking with you before we started recording, Chris, that if Adrian Colbert can't play, I mean, what are they supposed to do with safety? This is getting insane. They had Marcus May and LaMarcus Joyner to start the season, and you had Ashton Davis on injured reserve, and so then LaMarcus Joyner gets hurt in the first game. He's out. Then you got Sheldrick Redwine. He's terrible. They get rid of him. Adrian Colbert steps up. Now Adrian Colbert is getting hurt. As you were saying, you might have to suit up on Sunday, and that would be a bad result, not only for Jets fans but for you as well. Because I don't know how long you'd last out there in the defensive backfield, Chris.
3: I wouldn't last long at all. Um, I'd also have to get on a plane really quickly, shortly, I guess, to to get to London. In
2: time.
3: <laughs> um, but yeah, it would it would it would definitely be a disaster. Um, you know, especially because I'm, I'd be on defense. So I'd have to go try to like hit someone and stop somebody. And you know, who am I stopping? Like, come on, get out of here. Um, but like, I would say that obviously as a joke, but they keep bringing guys off the street in here and then they get hurt. And now they have to go somebody else. We're on our like ninth safety already. It's a little bit of an exaggeration, but we're, we're approaching this area now. Obviously, it helped that they got um, Ashton Davis back and they they got N- Niesman back. Uh, but this is just a rotating, a revolving door at safety. Um, and it just, it's one, whoever they put in there, it seems to be getting hurt. Or it's, you know, Sheldrick Redwine's case, just getting toasted. Um but the good news is the rest of the defense has been playing good enough that it hasn't been a problem so far. I guess that's the one thing you guys should hang your hat on.
2: could also hang your hat on the fact that Elijah Moore is going to be coming back on Sunday, so that's positive news. But on the negative side of things... Hamza Nasruddin goes on short-term IR, so that's three weeks. He'll be gone. And Denzel Mims was placed on the non-COVID-19 sick list, so he's not going to be playing on Sunday. Apparently, he showed up, wasn't feeling well, so for precautionary measures, he was sent home. Not that you would know anyway. I mean, he had some nice blocks on Sunday, but once again, Denzel Mims didn't do anything, even when active. And to be fair... If you want to get people to stop talking about Denzel Mims, do what you did on Sunday and have the other three receivers step up and produce. So Denzel Mims looks like he's not going to play on Sunday. Hamza. Dean goes on short-term IR for three weeks, but the good news here, Elijah Moore is going to be back. He's off concussion protocol.
3: Yeah. And that's especially after the offense finally started to get rolling that second half. Okay. Now you're going to, go to London, you're going to play Atlanta and that defense. Yeah. Get Elijah Moore back out there. See if you can kickstart that and get that engine going too, because that that's a fun little piece that, you know, fans are going to want to see and Zach Wilson is going to want to take advantage of having. So the, the offense got it moving. Uh, You know, I was joking with a friend of mine, uh, a huge Jets fan who was, uh you know just been going on and on about this offense and i was i was before the game started i said all they needed to have is Corey davis just catch the ball if Corey davis just catches the ball then they can be a comp they'd be look competent. and then i i sent him a text after that you know halfway through that second half of the game i was like see what happens when Corey <laughs> davis just catches the ball <laughs> the offense looks halfway competent and decent keep that keep that going uh obviously gonna have to travel all the way to another continent to keep it going but yeah, elijah moore uh, be a nice little piece for them to to try to take advantage of and exploit uh the weaknesses in the falcon secondary that's for sure
1: judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com
0: it's my little escape
1: now judy's the life of the party
0: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
1: whoa take it easy judy <laughs> Play like a jet, play like a jet
2: Quotes from Robert Sala throughout the week He said Bryce Huff has done an excellent job filling in for Carl Lawson Yeah, no kidding Also says that Quincy Williams was one of the best waiver claims that Joe Douglas made Again, no kidding, he has been a man possessed so far Speaking of C.J. Mosley Sala said he's like a cheat code and his mind is on a different level No question about that We saw firsthand what C.J. Mosley is capable of when he's healthy against the Titans. He was just all over the place. There's a reason why the guy was one of the best inside linebackers in the league before he got injured in 2019 and then opted out last year. So no reason not to be confident in what he can do the rest of the season, assuming, of course, that he stays healthy. Salah also spoke quite a bit about Javelin Gidry, who has played really well, said Gidry doesn't get enough credit, very underrated. He's been an absolute stud were the exact words that he used here talking about Javelin Gidry. So... Chris, there you go. Complimentary words for Quincy Williams, for Bryce Huff, for Javelin Gidry, C.J. Mosley. All very well-earned praise because all of those guys have stepped up and played very well so far this season.
3: Yeah, he definitely uh, singled out a few dudes that were worthy of being singled out. Uh, gidry has been great. I, You know, Michael Carter, too, has also been absolutely phenomenal um at, the, at, at that nickel cornerback spot he has been great and i've noticed that the, a couple weeks ago i was like yeah man on defense it seems like every drive like there's one or a play at least that he's showing up and doing something uh, cj mosley uh, like you said this is the guy that mike mccagnon signed and and gave that huge contract to um like this this is the player that that he thought at the time he was going to be getting um Obviously, all the bad Mike McCagnan did. Eh, maybe, maybe that ends up being a nice little present to the Jets down the road. A couple years down the road, um, and the Quincy Williams thing is fine. This the Quincy Williams thing is is an example of a fan base uh, just being belligerent, uh, impatiently belligerent. Because the first couple of weeks, like he, his play was up and down. He he had some uh, you know some flashy moments, but he flashed some mistakes. And I saw a whole lot of criticism of him on the timeline. And the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, like, this guy just got here. Like, he was signed, uh, he claimed off waivers. I think it was September 1st, is when he was cla- uh, claimed off waivers. That's just a little over a month ago. He had just gotten here, and people were. C- crushing him calling him a bum and this and that for the first three weeks with no context no thoughts of well you know he just got here it might take him a little bit to settle in and then he goes out and he has that game he had the other day uh you know linebacker numbers can be a little uh whatever because those tackle numbers can get ratchet up real easily uh but he was outstanding on sunday uh, as was his brother uh, the, the duo of them was great So and then yeah Bryce Huff was, uh, Had a lot of uh, Real good pressures as well And this is we've talked about this the, the injuries on this team and especially With this defense and you know Obviously Carl Lawson's out Jared Davis is out too they, They've got injuries all over this all, this Defense And again just think about how good This defense could be If all those players were there it's already playing better than any of us thought it was going to be. And they're they're missing so many players. So I, I think we can just, you know, relax about the defense. Uh, it is what it's going to be. Don't stress about it too much. Robert Sala and Ulbrich are going to have this defense all right. All their attention to focus needs to be on the offense. And obviously after last week, you're feeling pretty uh, pretty good about that.
2: Chris, last thing before we go. Do you remember, because I know I do, when a lot of these pundits were talking about how Trevor Lawrence should threaten to go back to Clemson if the Jets got the first pick, or he should threaten to not play and sit out, and that he needed to go somewhere that wasn't a dysfunctional mess, and the Jets were a dysfunctional mess that could not be... Improved upon And for some reason Everybody decided that Jacksonville Was not a dysfunctional mess Despite the fact that their owner Has full control over football operations And they hired a guy Who seems to be more interested In joining a retirement home community Than actually getting involved In rolling up his sleeves and coaching football Well, we now know What happened this past week with Urban Meyer And I don't want to get too deep into it But for all those pundits that said that the Jets didn't deserve Trevor Lawrence and that Trevor Lawrence should either decide to go back to Clemson or just threaten to sit out, period, if the Jets got the first pick. In the words of Dr. Phil, how is that working out for you? <laughs> uh,
3: listen, you know you know me. You know how uh, I take uh, a lot of shots at fan like just the idea of fans and like how fanatic and crazy and nonsensical i think that fans can be how overreactive i think fans can be and how they're getting their feelings and get hurt and uh you know upset about things that should never bother a, a human being i i do this a lot and it, it ends up bothering some fans even when I'm just doing it as like a, you know, just a fans in general, as not just Jets fans, not even just sports fans, just fans. But this, I was, I said at the time, and I'm going to say it again, this is absolutely a time where this is, this is all this is, is LOL Jets stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. And Jets
3: fans have every right to be furious about the way that was covered and handled by people. And they had every right to sit here, and, and talk about it now, and throw it in those reporters' faces, because this is just absolutely absurd, especially because we are talking about, you know, like, if the, if the Pittsburgh Steelers just happen to have a really bad year and be the number one pick in the draft, I can understand those takes. You know, Pittsburgh has had a very good uh, history over these last couple uh, a couple of decades, even basically my entire life. They've had a couple bad seasons, but it's they've all almost always been good. If that's what we're, we were talking about, I could have understood it. But we were talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, who just hired Urban Meyer, who the mo- all of us were sitting here at the time saying. Yeah, this is a bad move. Before they even hired him, we were all laughing at it, talking about how it's not going to work in the NFL. And then they hired him, and we're still laughing it's not going to work. And people are still sitting there saying, you can't go to the Jets. That like You go to a bad team when you're the first pick in the draft. That's how it works. And the Jags have been run as incompetently as anybody else in this sport. So that that is nothing but pure LOL Jets and you guys should be able to i mean it's it's a sad uh victory lap to take mm-hmm. to be like okay hey we're 1 and 3 and you guys are on 4 but you're more of a dumpster fire but the the go ahead feel free to do it because the jags are absolutely more of a dumpster fire and the uh, the notion that like the jags was some uh, like haven for him to reach and the jets were so toxic but the jags like and enjoy that go ahead uh, lap it up because that that was just absolutely ridiculous
2: as well said as possible by the very big deal who is also the owner the operator the lead reporter the whole shebang over at jets mr chris Nimbley, thanks so much for coming on as always and breaking down the midweek news with me really appreciate it check out everything that chris is doing at JetsInsider.com. And follow him on Twitter at CNimbly and Jets insider. Check out everything that we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Brand new video up, courtesy of Luke Grant. It's Zach Wilson, busted play genius, just showing how he made the most of several busted plays on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans, turned lemons into lemonade, as they say. Also, check out the Play Like a Jet store on tpublic.com. We've got a new shirt up. It is awesome. It's the Zach Says Go Long shirt. It's a drawing by a very talented artist named Alex Who you can find on Instagram At underscore can I be frank She is incredible She's the one who drew this It's Zach Wilson pointing his finger downfield Like he did for Corey Davis on Sunday Against the Tennessee Titans Before he connected on that 50 plus yard bomb That shirt is available in the Play Like a Jet store right now You can get mugs too Sweatshirts Whatever it is you want It's all there Plus, we've still got the Zach the Ripper shirts and the Play Like a Jet logo shirts. We're going to have more shirts that we're going to add over the next couple of weeks and months as well. Go to tpublic.com. That's T-E-E public.com search play like a jet and if you want the zach says go long shirt just search for that and you'll find it as well and also give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com